0: Hello, my friends, I'm going to start a short series of messages, Who's Disciple? Because right now, at least in my lifetime, we're seeing so many people are followers of great gurus and great celebrity pastors, and they are followers of this one and the followers of this one. And the Apostle Paul in the 1 Corinthians passage absolutely frowned upon this, why? because we are all disciples of Jesus, not the pastor, not the bishop, not the pope, nobody. We're only disciples of Jesus. And we need the strength of God to be disciples of Jesus because we cannot do it in our own strength. The Holy Spirit is the only power that can truly make us to be faithful disciples of Jesus. So I want you to listen very carefully and to take to heart the very heart of this message IT'S ALL ABOUT JESUS. THANK YOU FOR WATCHING.
1: BEGIN YOUR DAY WITH THE TIMELESS WISDOM OF SCRIPTURE AND BE ENCOURAGED AS YOU REFLECT ON DR. MICHAEL Yusuf's DAILY DEVOTIONAL, THE DAILY WAY. JOURNEY WITH DR. Yusuf INTO THE VERY HEART OF GOD THROUGH 365 DAILY BIBLE READINGS AND DEVOTIONAL REFLECTIONS DESIGNED TO HELP YOU GROW IN CHRIST. YOU'LL BE REMINDED THAT GOD'S GRACE IS FOR OUR PAST, PRESENT, AND FUTURE. THE DAILY WAY IS AVAILABLE NOW FOR YOUR GIFT OF ANY AMOUNT TO LEADING THE WAY AT LTW.ORG, THAT'S LTW.ORG.
0: I think most of us know that Jesus' command to his disciples to make more disciples is very familiar to most of you. I know that. From time to time, we call this the Great Commission. But their call was to make disciples. You notice he didn't ask them to make Christians. He said to make disciples disciples. He didn't say, go and make some believers. He said, to make disciples. And so we only endeavor, and the only true call of the church of Jesus Christ is to make disciples for Jesus. Not the apostles' disciples, not this church's disciples, not pastors' disciples, not church leaders' disciples, only disciples of Jesus. Sadly, many Christian cults Have produced disciples around the personality cult of the leader. And those are abounding these days. But we must always, always, always reject and shun anyone knowingly or unknowingly, sometimes it's unknowingly, trains personal disciples. So the question Whose disciple? Whose disciple? Whose disciple are you? God bless you. (laughs) Now turn with me to the Word of God, Matthew 28, verses 19 and 20. Don't ever forget that before Jesus commanded the disciples with what we call the Great Commission, to make disciples, he declared his sovereignty over all. He said, all authority in heaven and on earth. Not just in heaven, because this is very important. Not just in heaven, but on earth as well, all authority. How many of that authority? All authority has been given to me. Without the authority of Jesus, without the power of Jesus, we cannot make disciples for Jesus. Without a total submission to the authority of Jesus, We cannot truly make disciples for Jesus. And that is why when he said, therefore, go and make disciples, it is only possible by leaning on his authority. It's only by leaning on his power. We cannot do it on our own. Now, the word disciple in Greek, Matthaeo, carries a marvelous combination of meanings. It means... Placing your whole trust in the the master, Jesus. It means uh, wholeheartedly following Jesus. But here it comes. This is really the most important part. It means a life of continuously imitating Jesus. Imitating Jesus and obeying Jesus. There's so many people say, I'm a follower of Jesus. But they never reflect or imitate Jesus is love, Jesus is mercy, Jesus is grace, and Jesus is forgiveness. And that is why Jesus, in the Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 31, he said, if you abide in my word, and only if you abide in in my word, then and only then you can be called my disciples. There are some people who teach that you come to Jesus and you receive him as your savior. That's called hell insurance policy. Then sometime, somewhere down the road, you receive him as Lord. And then sometime, somewhere down the road, you become a disciple. Now beloved, listen to me, that is not biblical. That is not biblical. When a a person genuinely confesses Christ to be his or her only Savior and Lord, immediately that person receives the Holy Spirit because it's the Holy Spirit that opened their eyes anyway. They immediately become disciples. Now, to be sure... They may not have all the biblical knowledge. They don't have all the biblical training. They don't have all, 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 they're not even aware of some biblical uh, issues. But they must become disciples nonetheless. It's the start of the journey. Listen to me. Taking Jesus piecemeal or treat it like a a dinner where you start uh, with the the starter, then you go on the main course, then you have dessert. No, 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 no. That is not biblical, that is not biblical. In fact, a disciple is far more than learner, is far more than a learner. It's far more than just filling your head with some information, with some knowledge. A disciple is an imitator of the teacher and the master. I have a hunch that the reason so many people do not take seriously Jesus' commission of discipling others is because they feel inadequate, or they feel ill equipped, or, or that, 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 that they do not comprehend uh, what that making disciples is for Jesus, not for themselves, or they feel uh, that they have to do it depending on their own knowledge, on their own abilities, on their own know-how, or in their own learnings, or in their own steam. And so they never attempt to make disciples. In reality, if you are a parent, you are making disciples. Whether you like it or not, whether you know it or not, you are a disciple maker. But when you understand that the very secret of making disciples is pointing to Jesus, not to ourselves. It takes the pressure off. In my second year in seminary, I was a guest speaker in the chapel, and he was preaching on the Apostle Paul's words, First Corinthians chapter four, verse sixteen. I urge you to be imitators of me as I am an imitator of Christ. And not only I panicked, but I began to wonder for some time, how can a flawed guy like me can tell somebody, imitate me? It was, it was, a, it was a, a very, very testing time for me. But that's what really, because of my ignorance, ignorance on my part has nothing to do with the text. Because now, 50 years later, I can say to someone, imitate me. Imitate my absolute fidelity to the Word of God. Imitate my unwavering commitment to seeking and obeying Jesus. Imitate my loving and adoring Jesus. Imitate my trusting completely in the words of Jesus, in the Word of God. Imitate my refusal to compromise the gospel. But you have to understand also that some of you have already heard me say this several times. And also quoting the Apostle Paul, that there is nothing good dwells in me, in my flesh, other than Jesus. And that is why in the Thessalonians and to the Thessalonians, Paul says something different. He says to the Corinthians, be imitators of me. Now remember, he spent a lot of time in Corinth, He spent a lot of time in Ephesus. He spent three weeks in Thessaloniki, three weeks, and yet he could say to them, after three weeks, you became imitators of us. What, are they fast learners? (laughs) And the Corinthians are dull, (laughs) are dumb? No, he said, you have become imitators of, how? He gives us the answer, thank God. I don't have to bring the answer. You welcome the message in the midst of severe suffering with joy. And so, I don't want anyone, at the sound of my voice, anyone who would say, oh, I cannot disciple another person. Oh, no, no, I, I, I can't possibly impact the life of another or, I, I, can't, I, cannot, I cannot do this. I, I, I can't pull my life into somebody else's. Now, to be sure, there are some young believers who need somebody to walk with them. And, and, and that's very understandable. And that is why I often say, you are either discipling someone or someone discipling you. If you have been a disciple of Jesus and been walking with Jesus, then you need to make a conscious decision to disciple another person. That is why all biblical discipleship must be founded upon the Word of God. Remember this, from the very beginning, from the very beginning, and this is one thing I don't understand, I will when I go to heaven. God chose to communicate with, humans, with human beings, with the voice of other humans. I, I don't understand it, I don't, I don't understand it, I really don't, because I know how flawed I am. And God uses flawed human beings, yes. He uses imperfect human beings, yes. Yes, he uses inadequate human beings. But it is not the messenger, but the message. It is not the mouthpiece, but the master. What? All authority has given to, on earth and heaven, given to me, and therefore go. That's the anchor. This is the core. This is the heart of discipleship. You and I can only disciple others by the authority, not ours, we have none. We have none of Jesus. We are all serving under his authority. Something else we all need to know. There is a historic reason as to why the resurrected Jesus before his ascension, that he spent time with the disciples emphasizing this point over and over and over. We have it only five times in the four gospels in the book of Acts. I am personally convinced he must have said that to them 500 times. In the 40 days, every time he was with them, he emphasized the necessity for them to take the initiative and disciple others, not to sit on their blessed assurance and wait till people come to them. Five times. Be my witnesses. As the Father sent me, I send you. Be my disciples. Make disciples. Why? Because when God chose Israel of old, he chose them for only one purpose. One purpose. As to be light to the nations. To be what? He chose them to disciple the nations. He chose them so that they may reveal the one true Yahweh to the pagan world. That is the reason for the choice of Israel. But what did Israel do? They became inward-looking. They were enamored with themselves. It must be something really special about us that made God call us and choose us. Uh, They began to think of themselves as cut above and... And they began to look down their noses of other people. God chose. Moses tried to disabuse them of this fallacy, but they wouldn't listen. Not only they became inward-looking, they became naval gazers. They formed a bless-me club. And at best, they forgot why God had chosen them. They forgot that the gospel actually is in Genesis chapter 12 when God chose Abraham and he said, in you all the nations and the families of the earth shall be blessed. How? By coming to know the God of Abraham. That is the very reason why God called them. Then you hear the message of the prophets, prophet after prophet after prophet. I mean, it's ad nauseum, kept appealing to them. Get out of your self-worship. Get out of your self-centeredness. Serve Yahweh. Make Yahweh known. Time and time again, Israel refused until they found themselves in Babylon, in exile. One of the best examples was Jonah. Jonah actually is a microcosm of Israel's refusal to obey the commission of God to be light to the nations. He's a microcosm. And finally, God sent their seed of Abraham in a singular, their seed of Abraham. In fact, Galatians and Romans both Paul spells it out, it's not seeds in the plural, it's seed. That is the Lord Jesus Christ, God sent His one and only Son, the descendant of Abraham, to disciple the nations and make Him known. And that is why all of Jesus' disciples are the spiritual descendants of Abraham. Abraham. There can be no doubt in anybody's mind that we in the West, Christians, believers, disciples of Jesus in the West, they're feeling they're under siege. So the question is, what do we do? What do the disciple of Jesus do under these circumstances? God's people have a choice. One choice is to get bogged down With all these problems, real problems, and forget our high calling of discipling others. Others get into feeling victimized and they pull their head in. I'm a victim, I'm a victim, I'm a victim. (laughs) Listen to me. Some are getting and developing what I call a siege mentality and they're living behind a prison bar of their own making. Sadly, this is the choice so many people are getting into now. But beloved, please, I plead with you, listen to me. That is not the choice that God, our master, the Lord Jesus Christ, is expecting of his faithful children, his faithful disciples. This is not the response that God expecting from his bride, the church, the one who said all authority on heaven and on earth given to me, therefore go, please listen to me. Based on Jesus' commission, God's people must fearlessly invade the enemy's territories. God's people must courageously disciple the nations, regardless of the circumstances. God's people who love God with all their hearts must occupy, and that's what Jesus said, occupy till I come. That is to occupy every aspect of life until he comes. People who fear not Satan and his emissaries. People who fear not insult or degradation. People who fear not persecution or intimidation. People who fear not losing their reputation or even life itself. People who must never forget that when Jesus gave that commission to the 500s, none of them were professional priests or rabbi. None of them were occupying prominent place in the synagogues, maybe with the exception of Nicodemus. None of them had high degrees in philosophy or science or religion. But they saw that his power is enough. They saw that his authority is enough. They saw that his presence is enough. They saw that his strength is enough. And it was said of them, They've turned the world upside down. And here we're hiding in our basements. And we see, even knowing from history and, and before our own eyes, when one generation gets comfortable and refuses to obey the Great Commission, the next generation gives it up altogether. Gives it up altogether. In Jerusalem... A generation after the ones who have heard with their own ears from the mouth of Jesus, they got comfortable and became inward looking. The Holy Spirit of God moved the center of discipleship to Antioch. And Antioch became the center of discipling of the nations in obedience to the commission of God. But when believers in Antioch got so comfortable and they ceased to make disciples, God moved the center to Alexandria and it was in Alexandria for 200 years. Read the early Christian fathers from Alexandria school. And then 200 years later, that vision was lost in the church of Alexandria and God moved it to Rome. And there in Rome, immorality and sensuality has gripped the nation and the Vatican itself, there's some popes, had so many children, they did not know how many. Immorality captured Rome. God moved the center of discipling to Germany. And when the Germans became under the siege of self-importance, God moved that center to England. And from there, the message of discipling of nations echoed throughout the world. But some of those saw that the English church has become so self-absorbed self-protecting of their bureaucracy. They were spiritually dead. And they were more interested in the institution than making disciples. Some of those got on a boat called the Mayflower, and they came to the New World with a sole purpose of making Christ known to their natives. In the United States today, has been the center of disciple-making for over 150 years. They saw the importance of the Great Commission. Now that American churches have become so self-focused and self-serving and self-seeking, God is moving on. It breaks my heart in two. Now, we stand at the precipice. At the edge of disobedience to the Great Commission. Altogether. Will we obey and be blessed? Will we obey and be blessed? The greatest mistake anybody in this sanctuary or watching around the world would make is to say, oh, this message is just not for me. The biggest, biggest mistake you'll be making. And you say, This is for the ministers and this is for the missionaries, this is for the people. No, 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 no. It's for every single believing disciple of Jesus. Amen. Beloved, there is no limit. There is no limit to what God can do with an obedient disciple, man or woman. How about the time I would have given you hundreds of examples from history? From history unknown men and unknown women who impacted the world for jesus in their obedience so let's impact our world once all at a time in mark sixteen fifteen, jesus said go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation
1: There is never a moment of the day when the sun sets on the ministry of leading the way. 24 hours a day in every time zone on the globe, God's truth is going forth through our outreach from broadcasting the gospel to on the ground field teams. From here at home in the West, all the way to the Middle East and Asia, we are proclaiming the gospel around the world
0: The secret power of the Christian life, it is in Christ being formed in us. We're the group that's cutting the hole in the ceiling and lowering their friend down to Jesus because we're gonna find a way in to get people the message of truth. You will never hear on the news that somebody left the Islamic faith to receive Christ. But through our broadcast and follow-up efforts, we are seeing a constant stream of men and women risking their lives. AND THE livelihoods AS THEY MAKE THE DECISION TO FOLLOW CHRIST.
1: FOR MORE THAN 30 YEARS, WE HAVE SEEN THE LORD CALL AND EQUIP LEADING THE WAY TO GO INTO THE MOST CHALLENGING PARTS OF THE WORLD. WE HAVE BEEN CALLED TO THE FRONT LINES 24 HOURS A DAY, SEVEN DAYS A WEEK, IN 28 LANGUAGES ACROSS SIX CONTINENTS. LEADING THE WAY IS PASSIONATELY PROCLAIMING UNCOMPROMISING TRUTH. BEGIN YOUR DAY WITH THE TIMELESS WISDOM OF SCRIPTURE and be encouraged as you reflect on Dr. Michael Yusuf's daily devotional, The Daily Way. Journey with Dr. Yusuf into the very heart of God through 365 daily Bible readings and devotional reflections designed to help you grow in Christ. Whether you're looking for guidance in marriage and family, want a clearer understanding of prayer and praise, or are eager to explore the profound teachings of Christ, The Daily Way is more than a book. It's a companion for your spiritual journey. IN ADDITION TO THE TEACHINGS, IT INCLUDES BLANK PAGES FOR YOUR NOTES, PRAYERS, AND REFLECTIONS AS GOD WORKS IN YOUR LIFE THROUGHOUT THE YEAR. IN THE DAILY WAY, YOU'LL BE REMINDED THAT GOD'S GRACE IS FOR OUR PAST, PRESENT, AND FUTURE, TRANSFORMING US INTO THE PEOPLE HE INTENDS US TO BE. THE DAILY WAY IS AVAILABLE NOW FOR YOUR GIFT OF ANY AMOUNT TO LEADING THE WAY AT LTW.ORG. THAT'S LTW.ORG. BEGIN YOUR JOURNEY TODAY. check out Leading the Way's smartphone app. With the Leading the Way app, you can watch recent episodes of Leading the Way, listen to sermon series, as well as read special daily devotionals written by Dr. Yusuf. You can even watch Leading the Way live events on your mobile device. Just search for Leading the Way on your Apple, Android, or Amazon Fire device to download the app today. passionately proclaiming uncompromising truth. Leading the way with Dr. Michael Yusuf. Thanks you for your faithful support through your continued prayers and gifts.